Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illigway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern. Hey guys, Travis Jadon here for this week's Georgia Southern Extra Podcast. As Greg and I prepped for the season, we sat down with Coach Lunsford and Coach DeBest to talk about the depth chart, some injuries with the Eagles, and why some have rated Coach Lunsford as one of the most handsome coaches in all of college football. Here's my interview with Coach Lunsford and Coach DeBest. As you head into the last week of, of practice before you start doing the installation and, and game planning, um, can kind of just assess where the team's at versus like where you wanted, wanted them to be at this point? I think from day one of training camp till now, uh, there's been a really good progression. You know, last week was really the last, you know, true evaluation stuff. We will have a little bit this week, but, I mean, uh, after the last – scrimmage we went ahead and said you know all right these are the guys that we feel like going into this first game are going to yeah. be our guys and so um you'll at practice you'll start to see a lot more work toward the first game stuff what our opponent's going to give us you know what we feel like they're going to give us and uh work start working toward that with our guys um the other piece to it is we're at a point right now where we're trying to make sure that we cover uh, a lot of different in-game situations yeah. where, you know, it's not a surprise if things pop up in a game and, you know, they, they've been there before and they, they, they kind of get that type of stuff. Uh, this is a, you know, this is always the transition week here of, you know, uh, who's going to be our guys, who's going to be scouting players, you know. Yeah. And, and then with the new redshirt rule, you know, we're playing with that too of um, determining – do some of our freshmen go to scout team? Do some of our freshmen stay up? Yeah, that type of stuff. So that's still in the mix. That's still in the play this week, but it is going more toward game planning now. As far as and I'm not going with for you. As far as injuries go, it seems like it's been relatively successful fall camp. I mean, I know every coach wants to come out of camp with zero injuries. Would you say that that's been a success so far? I do. I think we've been smart with with our guys yeah and obviously football is a physical sport mm-hmm. uh, contact sport so you're going to have those injuries that do happen and um you know we have to make sure that we're able to play you know, we talk to our guys a lot about next man up yeah and because this game is that and uh so the injuries that we have had it's given other guys opportunities to step up um but Coming out of this thing, I think we we, we are fairly healthy. Uh, we do have some guys that we're trying to get back this week uh, so that they're ready for game week. Yeah. And I think we can be uh, pretty much at full strength going into that first game. But when you go into a training camp, you, you want to make sure it's physical. You want to make sure that it's tough and hard on those guys because yeah. you got to build that mentality too. So, But I think we've been smart about it. Uh, we've hit when we needed to hit, and we've uh, pulled off when we needed to pull off. Yeah. and. Um, now it's about getting the, the, the horses to the race. Right. Um, Coach, you've talked a lot about the change of culture and, the, and kind of just bringing the fun back to football and back to building into the practice field. The team obviously has to come together and build some camaraderie between each other. But with all, these new, with all the new coaches and, and the new staff, you guys kind of have to do the same thing and get better every day, get closer every day to each other and kind of build relationships with each other. Does that make sense? Like, 
Yeah, the same way the players have to. Yeah, I think there has to be a connection with the coaching staff before you start trying to bleed into the players because if there's not a connection there, if the, if if there's some type of cultural issue with your coaching staff, you don't get along, you don't work well together, um, then that bleeds into your team because it'll show. It'll show on the practice field. It'll show in your meetings, mm-hmm. uh, all all that type of stuff. And uh, I, I've you know I've being the head coach, I've had to speak a lot, you know, since since getting the job and um, I've I've made a point of saying you know going through the interviews with these coaches and and talking with them and going hey this is the expectations at Georgia Southern but this is also the expectations in the building Uh Uh, I feel like that we did a really good job of hiring people that wanted to be here that wanted to be on the same page and understand what we're you know what the what the common theme the common word the common goal uh, and that we're all working toward it. Obviously, in any type of family, any type, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be things. Sure. But what we do a really good job of is once there is a disagreement, we get it out there on the table. Uh, we all come to agreement of what we're going to do, and then we walk out together going, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we decided on. Uh, this is a really good coaching staff in that area. Yeah. Um, and then, Coach, finally, if you could just – run through um i know you said you've settled on a lot of the positions um i guess punter um and returner and then a third running back behind fields and garrett i know i just talked to DeVest and he said that there's kind of just a stable as the third running back depending on down and distance um, yeah uh, for punter and uh and kick returner punter. to be honest with you on punter um we're still competition going this week right um if i had to play a ball game today uh, mcgill bowerly would be the guy, uh, but Anthony Beck and Bryce Christensen are both two guys that are really fighting hard for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to give it another week before we make a decision there. Uh, when you start talking punt returner, kick returner, right now it would be Wesley Kennedy if we play today. Uh, but we've got some guys. Uh, Wesley Fields uh, will be a guy that's catching punts for us. Um, uh, McQuavian Brinson will be a guy catching punt for us, and then on kickoff return. Wesley Kennedy would be our, our starter if it was today. And, uh, you, again, we'd have uh, Monquavian Brinson, uh, Kendall Vildor. Um, uh, yeah, another guy that we're really going to look hard at. just kind of depends if he's ready for that, for that or not. But Najee Thompson's a guy that did it in high school that, um, you know, we want to, you know, see if he's got that to him. Um, it takes a – wild highlights. That's right. But it, 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 it takes uh, – it's different you get that college football yeah. game so but we we do want to look at him on it um and then as far as the running back position go um coach the best is exactly right we got a stable of dudes after um wesley and monteo but one guy that's really jumped out to me this whole training camp is logan wright uh-huh. um you know he's a guy that you know you kind of feel he, he kind of just does everything right and uh he's a big back too he's a guy that at the, at the first of the game, it may be three yards, three yards, three yards, and then by the fourth quarter, he's pounding the heck out of people and busting for big ones. So um, he, he's somebody that excites me. But Grant Walker's had, you know, good scrimmages. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, um, yeah, uh, Speedy LaRoach, he just brings a he brings a different element too. So we've got, we've got some guys, and uh, we'll, we'll see kind of who emerges as that third guy. But, you know, I, I, if I had to say today, I'd say Logan Wright. All right, Coach, fine. i got to ask you a non-football question. I've been asking everyone, um, and they kind of have all had the same response to this. I know you've seen this, and they got you in third place. So everyone I've talked to 
Everyone I've talked to has said that they, they can't let you settle for third place, so they want to know what, what you're going to do to get in first place. Well, I've always heard if, <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. So, obviously, I'm last. But uh, <laughs> uh, when I look at this, uh, it says something about aristocratically symmetrical. Yeah. And I have no idea what that means. Well, neither do we. So, I, my response to this is... When I finally figure out what it means, um, I will try to be better at it so that I can get to number one. <laughs> All right, that's perfect, Coach. Where I far is maybe I'd like to be, or maybe I pictured we would be, um, but that's okay. It's no yeah. big deal. It's not. It's not a big deal at all. Um, I'd much rather them know what they're doing and come off the ball and play fast and then not be confused. So um, we've still got um, we still got some things that we have to install, but they are definitely there's definitely a marked improvement since the spring. Okay. Just as far as understanding big picture big picture stuff. And you guys didn't I mean you didn't expect or wherever they're at right now is is kind of what you expected. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not disappointed at all. Yeah. I mean I'm not disappointed. Um, it, it's it's about where you'd expect to be. Um, you know, you also have to keep in mind that you've got an opener. Openers are always hard, right? And particularly openers are hard when the defensive coordinator has no history, has no background. Yeah. So you're really not sure what you're going to get, and so that means you got to prepare for a whole lot of things. Yeah. So if you got to prepare for a whole lot of things, that you don't want you don't want your menu. Of plays to be uh, you know very big because you just can't prepare them all for right. all the different eventualities. Yeah. And then as the season goes on, you could you just well you hope to you hope you know it just depends on what kind of video you get and what you know how much you know about how they might play. It's just it's hard for us to get good video because not so, many people do what we do. Yeah, I guess I know Coach Lunsford's talked. Basically, every time we bring up the offense, he talks about up front and how you know it all starts up front. The offensive line, at least for me, for the few practices I've seen in the two scrimmages, it's kind of it's, seems like a carousel. There's a lot of guys that can contribute. Is it is that a good thing or I mean, is it just we that need to settle guys have separated themselves? We or? need to settle in. I mean, we, yeah. we're, we still got some competition at some places where I wish we didn't have competition. I wish. I'd like to have a set starting lineup right now, um, but we're not quite there yet. We've been kind of flipping guys in and out, um, different lineups, different positions, out of necessity, really. I mean, we're not just jacking around. Right. Um, so I'd like, I'd like to be able to settle in, hopefully, by this week, and next week we can line up and have some continuity. But, but I mean, you know, there's some guys there. At least there's candidates there. Yeah, yeah. There's some players. Is Rainey a lock for center? I mean, can we? Well, I wouldn't say he's a lock, but certainly he's he's the heir apparent. He's a right. player, and um, he's been playing other positions too. See, that's what I was wondering because yeah. you know I don't know what which you know which one is the biggest need. Yeah. But he seemed, it seems like he could go. He's a he's a you know, today if we if we play tomorrow he could start there. Okay, yeah. but I mean he has the ability to go. Yeah, he's he's yeah. athletic enough and he's smart enough to play other places. And then Webb in the spring game I saw he was moving inside and outside, right? He's, and he's still moving inside. Now. Yeah, so so that that could be counted as a positive, right? Yeah, the more flexible, the more variety or excuse me versatility versatility they have, the better off we are. It's just that you know. We need to start zeroing in on okay. Here's the front five. Yeah, 
here's where the positions are playing, and here we go. And is it, I mean, I, I guess this is kind of obvious. The reason to do that is so once you get those five, they can get as many reps together. Reps together, communication, the whole right. time. Mm-hmm. See other, I guess, other position battles on offense that we should know about. And I know the wide receivers. Uh, you know, it seems like two, three, four, kind of up for grabs. Is that? Yeah, wide receiver is very much like the offensive line. Right. They're, you know, the outside receivers were playing both sides. Yeah. Um, you know, Wesley Kennedy's entrenched as the starting slot back. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've got the various, you know, Barnar and Marcus Rogers are two freshmen that have shown some flashes that mm-hmm. we have to continue to see who they are and what they are. Rogers looks the part, man. He yeah, he does. He does. He's a hell of a worker, too. Great kid. Um, so that's a little bit in flux, too, um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. Right. Um, they're all getting reps, and um, so far, knock on wood, assignment-wise, they've been pretty good. Yeah, and from what, you know, from what I've seen in the spring games, it, it looks... It looks like there's three or four guys. Yeah, I mean, we got some guys. We got some guys. Um, As far as the offensive goes, you probably know this or have heard of this. I think people tend to freak out about that option out of a shotgun, (laughs) especially in short yardage. I mean, it's it's literally we get bombarded with this. I can't imagine what you guys get. I mean, what – what do you say to that? Like, if someone says it's third and one, you know, why do we go from shotgun? What, what is the advantage? It's of two that? completely different offenses. All right. I mean, two completely different offenses, and in particular, it's completely different for the offensive line. And so, to when I've, I've lived this life before yeah. in New Mexico, we 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 dabbled in it, and we will we will here too. Okay, yeah. but. We are going to be the vast majority, uh, the, 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 the biggest piece of the pie is going to be gun pistol, and then we will have some underneath center uh, for certain situations. Right. But to, to be able to, um, if, you, if you try to become masters of, 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 of both, and you know, yeah, you can't, you, you know, you can't do it. You, you have to hang your hat on something, basically. And so that's what we're hanging our hat on. And uh, like I said, for the, for the folks in front, and probably next for the quarterback, you know, it's a, it's a huge change. Yeah. And those are the two areas you really want to try to keep as simple and as consistent as possible. Right, the two areas you don't want to be right. a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. But right. Staying with the offense, I guess option offense is associated with, you know, ball control, time possession. But that doesn't mean that the tempo of the offense has to go slow. I mean, we have our ways to vary the tempo. Yeah, because you can get to the line and then – and then take your time, right? We'll have so. our ways to vary tempo. Time of possession is overrated unless you're scoring. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So yeah. time of possession is a great stat if you're putting points on the board. If you're not putting points on the board, it really doesn't mean a whole lot yeah. other than the fact that the opponent's defense, offense can't be on the field. But you still got to score points to win. So right. it's a little bit overrated. We do want to control the ball, mm-hmm. but hopefully put points on the board too. One thing I noticed last year, and again, I'm only looking at the numbers, not you know, not the actual film, is that they had so many third downs, mm-hmm. so they were rarely getting first downs mm-hmm. on first and second down. Right. Is that something that you guys are going to – I mean, I don't know if that's – Yeah, I mean, just or, basic 101. I mean, I'm sure that their goals last year were right. to get first downs. Um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't – I purposely, when I go into a new place, I really don't look a whole lot at what happened. I just don't. I mean, it's there's yeah. a lot of – variables that go into it that I don't understand and had nothing to do with and had no control over and, and I've been there too you know I've yeah. been where they were 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to when you talk about ball, ball control, you talk about staying on schedule when it comes to down the distance, when it comes to the change, you know. So right. we, we, we are going to be a group that our makeup is such that we're going to have to stay on schedule. Behind Wesley Field, I know Wesley, is he he's practicing non-contact? Yes. Okay, yeah, because I know in the scrimmage that you had the shoulder pads on and everything, and from what Brian yeah, told me, he could have gone yeah. if... He's, he's got enough snaps under his belt. Yeah, so, and then Garrett will be behind him, Garrett, I'm assuming. Garrett, and then the Roach, Logan Wright, I mean, there'll be a hodgepodge. Excuse me, be a Grant Walker, I'm looking right at him. That's a good problem, Yeah, uh, Grant Walker. Um, you, there, there's, there'll be several guys that play right. at the running back position. Okay, yeah, because I saw, I mean, Logan Wright led and carries. It's kind right. of hard to keep up. Mm -hmm. So... We know it's fields, and then it's kind of yeah everyone. Mm -hmm. um, Coach Lunsford has talked about how there's been a culture change, and he's tried to you know bring some simplicity and fun back to the back to the buildings and to the practice field. The players have to obviously come together and get camaraderie. Do the co does the coaching staff have to kind of do Absolutely. the same thing and get better Absolutely. every day? Yeah, I mean, they, I see, they see right through us if we don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can tell. I mean, you can't fool players, and so and you can't fabricate camaraderie and you can't fabricate getting along. Mm -hmm. I mean the staff Coach Lunsford did he took a while to put his staff together on purpose. Yeah. You know, he took some criticism I think because everybody's worried about recruiting and are we gonna be behind. But he took his time because <laughs> he wanted the right fit. And he was he was in it for the long haul, not just, you know, the quick fix or a splash or something like that. And so right. Um, he's put together a really good staff of no egos, no agendas. Everybody's pulling in the same direction. Everybody's fired up to be at Georgia Southern, and I think that um, I think our players see that. Yeah, it rubs off. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it, it seems pretty apparent. Uh, and I guess finally, on game days, just logistically, how are you going to be on the sideline or in the box? I'll be in the. Uh, I'll be uh, tailgating the whole time. <laughs> You'll be tailgating the whole time? Yeah. No, I'll be in the box. <laughs> and then it'll get relayed down to... Yeah. Okay, get relayed down down to the... We're huddle up. You know, we huddle up. Yeah. We don't always have to huddle up, but we huddle up for the most part. And I'm in the box. I like being in the box. It's an easier... It's easier to see from there. Yeah. It's quiet. Air conditioning. <laughs> hot dog if you want to. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, that's what I, that's the way I do it. All right, Coach. And then I guess we had some, like, quick non-football questions... Uh, if you don't mind, so they want to know who the if you could tell us who you think like the biggest jokester on the team is. Biggest jokester on the team. Um, well, I would say I would guess on our on our side of the ball, Monteo's a jokester. Garrett's a jokester for sure. Um, You're not the first one to say that. <laughs> yeah, I think he. I, that, that's the first guy to come to mind. Um, Cato Brown. Cato Brown. Yeah. 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 Even listening to swag like Chad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What about favorite favorite spot to eat in Statesboro? Have you got have you had a chance to? Uh, probably Del Sur. Yeah, Nats or Del Sur. Nats, yeah, Nats seems to be the most popular one. Oh yeah, I'm assuming you've seen. I'm assuming you've seen this from April. You seen that? No, no. If you turn it over, you'll see where Coach Lunsford drank. <laughs> so I guess the question is, do you think he should settle for third place or? No, or? Absolutely not. I think he's. Uh, <laughs> Um, you see the, what they said about him? In the true Georgia Southern tradition, he should be striving for number one. I know Dana Dimmel, and uh, Dana Dimmel's no Chad Lunsford. <laughs> I like that they're so serious about it. <laughs> all right, Coach, yeah, that's all I need.
This episode of Georgia Southern Extra is brought to you by a Savannah Morning News digital subscription. Keep up to date with all of our Eagle football coverage, our prep football, the Falcons, and more on savannahnow.com. Click the link in the description to subscribe to savannahnow.com now. To finish off this week's podcast, I spoke over the phone with Bill Hamilton. Bill was a former press contact for South Carolina State University, where he was the sports information director, and he's now the official athletic historian of Bulldog Athletics. We chatted with Bill about what the Eagles can expect in their week one matchup versus South Carolina State and some of the exciting players they are bringing back. Bill, how are you? I'm doing good, uh, Travis. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. All right, yeah. So w- what we want to do, Bill, is just get get all the Eagles fans ready for the opening game. And um, we figured having you on would be the best way to do that. So first, I guess just if you could explain briefly to us the identity of the South Carolina State team, um, kind of what they hang their hat on. Uh, well, you know, over the years, I think uh, it's obvious it's been our defense. Uh, we've been very consistent uh, as a defensive team uh, almost from the inception of football, you know, back in the early 1900s. And mm-hmm. Of course, after Coach Jeffries came in 73, that was uh, our trademark. You know, we consistently led the nation. That was Division Two, and then later 1AA in defense. And if you look, uh, uh, most of our, uh, our greatest players played on the defensive side. You know, Harry Carson, of course, uh, Donnie Shell, uh, Barney Chavis, uh, and lately, uh, Javon Hargrave, who's in his third year with Pittsburgh, and of course this year we had uh, uh, Darius Leonard drafted by uh, Indy. So defense has kind of been the key for the Bulldogs over the years. Just wondering if Deacon Jones, the NFL Hall of Famer, I, I was looking up former South Carolina State players and I saw that he, he went there. Yeah, Deacon Jones, that's right, back in the 60s. He was one of our, uh, he played here two years before transferring to uh, uh, what is now uh Mississippi Valley and uh, in his Hall of Fame uh, in his, on his bus he lists both schools South Carolina State as well as Mississippi Valley so yeah we do claim Deacon as well. That's awesome so that's a name that, that most people should know. Okay Bill so on offense uh, when when South Carolina State has the ball who should who should Eagles fans be looking out for and, and who who is uh, the leader of that Bulldog offense? I know that they're having a a bit of a quarterback battle. Uh, well, certainly, I, I think uh, we'll have to take a look at quarterback. The one Ford, uh, of course, he was uh, he's the top returning quarterback. Uh, uh, Tyrese Nix also played a role last year, but Ford would be that uh, would be an offense. But I think our strength this year probably going to be at running back. We have a real strong running back core led by uh, LeBron Morris and Datron James and Jarius Jenkins. All of those guys uh, played well last year, uh, ran hard, and I think this year our running back core is probably the position where we're deepest and most talented. And as far as the offense goes, I know it's a it's a pro style offense. Um, as far as their balance between passing and running, what does South Carolina State uh, like to do with the ball? Well, you know, in the past, uh, you know, running has been our bread and butter. Although we suffered the last couple of years because of you know inconsistent play on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this year we hope to uh, show more balance. You know, we have uh, four new coaches on uh, on offense, including our offensive coordinator, uh, uh, Bennett uh, Swagger, that came in from Newbury, and our offensive line coach, uh, who also came from uh, Newbury, and Sean Goddard. So, 
we're hoping to show more balance in our pass and our offensive uh, attack this year uh, because in the past the defense has uh, been the key uh, that's kind of protected uh, you know any fish and offense this year it might just be the offense that might be the offense turn to uh, protect our defense because we had some key losses on defense so we're looking for balance uh, certainly we hope our passing game will be better than in previous years. Great. And then, Bill, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, once again, I, I, it looks like South Carolina State's multiple. They'll show different kinds of formations and whatnot. Defensively, who are some guys that the Eagles fans should be looking out for? Well, I think if up front, especially, I think if you're looking for Paul McCarver, he's uh, one of our senior defensive linemen. He plays inside, and he's real strong, a real run stopper. And on the outside, Damu Ford, uh, you know, he's quick to the ball, low center gravity and uh, can get to the quarterback. So those two guys would be uh, up front, certainly. Uh, we lost uh, the best linebacker in the – one of the best linebackers in all the FCS with the Darius Leonard, of course. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that played next to him, Deshaun uh, Taylor, is a guy that Coach Q used to refer to as the best linebacker in the Mid-East and Athletic Conference if he were not playing beside the best linebacker. So – but we have, uh, you know, we have Lane Jones back there, and, and uh, Lane Jones saw a lot of action last year. And, of course, Jared Jones, uh, another young player. They're both juniors, and they play quite a bit in our rotation. So those guys will have to uh, be the, 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 the guys that we look to in the linebacker. And, of course, in our secondary, Alex Brown, a senior, who's, he's a top returning tackle in the secondary. And we're going to have to rely on a lot of youth in our secondary. We know that. We have a lot of talent, but they don't have a lot of game experience. Um, any extra thoughts that you might have? But give us an outlook and maybe your prediction for this game. What you what you think it might end up looking like? Uh, well, you know, I, I think we certainly are going to be better than the three and seventeen we had last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have a lot of young players. They're they're very eager, and we have uh, five new coaches on our staff, and they bring a lot of enthusiasm to you. But you know, Paulson Stadium is an intimidating place to play. You know, we've been there three, four times. Our record is dismal against Georgia Southern. Uh, you know, there and here, we think we're 0-6 against them. So I think the key would be if we can uh, get off to a good start and, and not give uh, the Eagles uh, easy opportunities early so they can get out a big lead perhaps and put the game away. If we could hold them, uh, if we can stay close early, and I think that would give us some confidence. But I know it's an intimidating place to play. But I think the youth and enthusiasm we'll bring to the game will help us uh, play a very good game and, and perhaps uh, we have a chance at the end. Great, Bill. Well, thank you again for joining us. And uh, you know, I know you guys are excited up there at Orangeburg for, for opening day, and so, and so are we. So uh, hopefully we'll see you September 1st. If not, good luck this season to your Bulldogs. Okay, thank you so much. You know, it's only uh, less than two hours away, so... We have a strong fan base that travels, so we should bring a good crowd to Paulson Stadium. Well, we're looking forward to it, Bill. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. Oh, yeah. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illigway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern.